A quick pre-show note from us to our listeners. We here at What the Fuck Were the 90s are Fran Stans. We pray at the altar of the nanny herself, Fran Drescher. What does that mean? Nick and I want to express our solidarity with everyone out there who are fighting for the right to unionize, stand up against the fat cats, and get the pay they deserve. We hope you are all staying safe out there on the picket lines and in protests, and just wanted to let you all know we're standing with you. We understand we may lose some listeners by sharing our political views on the pod, but we don't care. The current state of affairs in America calls for being outwardly political and standing with our brothers, sisters, and everyone in between all over the country. If you have a problem with that, this is not the pod for you, and we wish you the best. Lastly, we wanted to issue a correction for our previous episode. We had some confusion on the release year for Wayne's World. We said multiple times that it was released in 1993, but it was actually released in 1992. Our apologies. Welcome back, everybody, to What the Fuck Were the 90s. I am your host, Malibu Katie. And I am Teen Talk Nick. To honor my Beach Barbie 8th birthday party. That doesn't even make any sense, but we're going with it. It got rained out. So we're going to talk about Ms. Barbara Millicent Roberts, a.k.a. Barbie, today. Obviously, the movie is coming out this weekend. Mm -hmm. Possibly the same day we release the podcast. See how fast I can edit. We don't know. Some background about Barbie. Um, She's from, allegedly, the fictional town of Willows, Wisconsin, possibly. She attended high school there, supposedly. Um, The official Mattel book series in the 60s referred to it as that. But the Golden Books in the 90s, I think it was, said she went to school in New York City. So I have no idea. Barbie is an every American woman. Yeah, yeah. I mean... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that, that, that was kind of the whole purpose of it. Wasn't it supposed to be a toy that was specifically aimed at getting girls to play with toys in a way? Yes. Like action figures were very much the boys thing with the G.I. Joe. And like there was an entire demographic not getting chintzy things from Mattel. I think another thing, too, is it was just an attempt to get girls interested in fashion. Yeah. Because like. That was the fashion doll mm-hmm. from go. It wasn't even yeah. like a Miss Piggy thing where it was a slow build. It was a off the back. Hey, look, it's Barbie. Look yeah. how fashionable she is in her striped bikini. Yeah. Another interesting piece of information is sales had been falling for 2014 to 2016. Mm. And then in 2020, I have no idea why they had the highest growth in, I think it's a several decades two decades yes and the movie according to market watch is expected to create a quote significant growth for the brand until at least 2030 dang you know that makes sense considering like it is a new movie coming out a whole generation of little girls are gonna go watch it with their families and like obsess yeah i mean it's gotta get every barbie product it's it's gonna be big it's gonna be big again 
I mean, it's comparable to like the Barbie stuff that came out when we were younger. I mean, there was a lot of movies. There was a lot of oh, books. Yeah, absolutely. It was Barbie, Barbie, absolutely. Barbie, which is what we're going to be mostly talking about today yeah. is a lot of the products that came out over the course of the 90s because there was a significant amount. A little bit of focus mostly on the vehicles, which was kind of funny because I kind of ended up down a rabbit hole and there was a lot of really interesting vehicles that they had come out with. And of course, every other podcast is going to be talking about the fashion. Every other podcast is going to be talking about just Barbie's lifestyle and the influence possibly that she had like over us as 90s kids. We'll talk about a couple of the Barbie dolls themselves, but definitely a lot of focus is going to be on these cars. And it is not Nick's fault. This is my fault. Do not blame him. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not a car guy, so <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm not it's even not a car, me. I'm not even a car guy either. But yeah, it's just it felt interesting. I mean, there's cool cars like she, she always had this really awesome convertible like before we were growing up and then a whole new line of vehicles were released with her for Ken and, you know, all of the other people that also got introduced in that timeline. There were multiple convertibles of different brands of different builds that came out over the course of time prior to the 90s. And then when the 90s came out, there was even luxury vehicle Barbie cars like Porsche, Jaguar, uh, Rolls Royce, multiple different kinds of sports cars, just to name a few of them. Yeah. I mean, it feels like the 90s were one of those times where there was a huge Barbie boom. Yeah, definitely. And I'm fairly certain it was because it was the next generation of of women at the time, girls, who had grown up playing with their mom's Barbies. Yeah. And then when they were children, that's what they had. So when they became adults and had kids of their own, like they're like, Barbie, I played with Barbie. You can play with Barbie. And it was like foisted upon the generation. Well, and the possibilities with Barbie are endless. That's the beautiful thing. Yeah, I mean, it's absolutely realistically, she's a huge feminist icon from go. Ironically, yeah, she didn't need no man. Yeah, we had Ken come into the picture, but Ken's debatable. That just kind of seems bestie to me more than boy boy boyfriend boyfriend (laughs) boy toy boyfriend. However you want to put it, same difference. But yeah, like she had all these different career paths of powerful, rich women. Mm -hmm. Like it wasn't just um, homemaker Barbie. No, it was veterinarian Barbie. It was business Barbie. Yeah, she could be a fucking princess. She could Mm -hmm. be a fairy. She could be whatever she wanted. It really kind of influenced, I think, part of the way that at least our generation was handled of like, you can be whatever you want. I mean, they told everybody that, but little girls, it was very much the third wave feminism of you can be like Barbie. Yeah. Look at Barbie as your role model. You may not have a parent figure or like a female positive female figure in your life, but Barbie is like your goal. Like that's the, like I can be Barbie. And like, I don't know. I don't know if like with Nicki Minaj, if that is a reference to that. I, I, I know like I'm sure it is. I know she from what I understand, she has had positive female figures in her life. Yeah. But like the whole Barbie aesthetic. persona aesthetic, I think yeah. probably plays into that. And I know that's like more modern, but yeah. And I mean, like that particular aesthetic seems to be very much a 90s Barbie thing. Yeah. Like how we're looking at the Barbie film now with the bright pastel colors and the neonness and Ryan Gosling with his bleached hair like <laughs> that doesn't scream the 1960s 70s Barbie to no. me. That is straight up 90s onward. I would say 80s 90s. Uh, Specifically <sighs> like when you see the picture I I mean uh, I don't think I ever saw the full trailer, but from the parts that I had seen that included them rollerblading, the rollerblading scenes are more more 80s. 80s. Okay. Yeah. Those are the patterns that kind of 
bled over into the 90s, yeah. I've noticed, especially with fashion. I kind of came to the realization of something that like a lot of that bright neon kind of triangular patterns. Yeah. I don't know how to describe it. Um, angular. Angular. Whole, yeah. yeah. It's very sharp. A lot of that started in the 80s and continued on into the 90s. And I think part of what kind of carried on for us in particular with that being a big staple of our memories, being kids that were born in the early 90s, it came from a lot of the stuff that started in the 80s. Saved by the Bell is a great example. Yeah. A lot of that aesthetic carried over, either it being through syndication or it being just, it's still an ever-present piece of media that's happening yeah, in absolutely. the 90s. Absolutely. But yeah, it was kind of shockingly difficult to find a lot of information on Barbie products from the past, um, specific to the 90s. I tried to dig around a little bit, do a little bit of research to kind of get ideas. It was difficult. It was very difficult. Shout out to Barbie List Holland on WordPress. They had the most information readily available for this episode. I know that they had gotten some of their information from one of the uh, Barbie books that was published. I don't have a note of that. I'm sorry. But yeah, shout out to that blog because that was very helpful with a lot of what we're going to be discussing today. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, where do you want to? What do you want to do? You want to you want to just dig in? Yeah, let's dig in. Let's, okay. let's just kick it off. All right. So let's dig in. There's a little bit of a timeline I had set up to talk about. Uh, we don't have to fully honor the timeline, obviously, but, you know, it's my super special birthday episode. So I don't know. I'm going to take the reins a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. We Say happy even... birthday to Katie on the Instagram. Yeah. It I was didn't her birthday even... last Tuesday. Last Tuesday? Well, it will be last Tuesday by the end of oh, this. Oh, yeah, that's true. the end of the week. That's true. Everybody's going to be listening during next week. So, yeah, yeah, it'll be a week ago, but it's okay. It's my birthday month, bitches. Okay. <laughs> um, yes, it is. So, yeah, just be nice to me. I'm stupid. You're not stupid. <laughs> You're not stupid. <laughs> so, in 1990, the Ski Fun 4x4 Jeep came out. Okay. What better way to bridge the 80s and 90s right there than with a ski resort themed Barbie doll? Yeah, I mean, that screams car. better off dead. Like that just screams that whole, that, that genre of teen film that came out in the 80s with the, the, the ski resort. I got to save the, save the lodge. You have no idea what better off dead is, do you? No. And also this is a 90s podcast. So well, you were the one that was talking about the bridge from the 80s to the 90s. Well, because it came out in 1990. I know, but that's what I'm saying. Like they tied back to what was established as like culture and they propelled it forward where we Fair even enough. got, you know, some ski resort, stupid movies and stuff. Yeah. Well, oh my God, there was a significant amount of ski-themed movies in the there 90s. We, okay, there that's we go. fair, that's Made fair. It connection. Opened, it opened the door for those movies. Also, um, just the ski yuppies of the 80s rolling into the 90s. That Worst, the worst. It, no pun intended with the rolling, considering it's a Jeep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. Ski yuppies are the worst. I'm sorry for anybody who's a ski yuppie that died in a Jeep. The, We're going to move on here. Moving right along. <laughs> 1991. Yes. The Rocking Rhythms Jeep. Yes. It played music and cassette tapes. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. That's like, a radio. I, I I had not seen this. Did, was the cassette tapes like you put them in to the radio? The pictures were kind of unclear because it was actually a picture of a, a preserved set pretty much. Oh, so this so is they still had the foam on the sides from the packaging <laughs> that you couldn't see where the cassette went in. And I didn't have enough time to like actually research it further and see what it looked like. But allegedly it played music and cassette tapes. 
which cool. That's yeah, a, it's, it's pretty awesome. It's a Barbie boombox then. Yeah, that's what I would I mean, think there, it to be. There were Bobby bo- Bar- Barbie boomboxes. Barbie boomboxes. Yeah, that's a lot of beebs. Yep, yep. Thoughts, feelings. I'm, I'm just, I'm just trying to wrap my head around the idea of it playing a cassette. Like, it, it, was this real life us cassette, or did she have an accessory that was a small, like, thumbnail size cassette that went into the radio? No idea. It was a okay. I'm so gonna just go with the, the assumption that you could play whatever cassette you wanted. That's what I'm thinking. Because it said played music, though, it yeah. might have come with a special cassette from Barbie. Like, I have no idea. Because that's all I'm thinking is like I'm imagining like this Barbie with accessories and one of them is this small plastic cassette tape that was guaranteed to be eaten by a little sibling or an animal that was what played the music <laughs> and it was guaranteed to get eaten by said animal or or child. And then it was the pre-bittering agent of the yeah. Switch games that currently exist. This was back in the days when they actually trusted children with small objects and thought, what are they going to do? Shove it in their mouths? Completely forgetting that, yes, that is exactly what we're going to do. I'm curious when those warnings started because I feel like they started in the 90s or 80s. People were so extra cautious about kids being kids Mm-hmm. that that started in the 80s and 90s like yeah. the whole it's funny because they let us all be latchkey kids while simultaneously being like we don't trust you with anything nope. you can't cross the street by yep. yourself you can't look at a stranger by yourself yeah. you can't eat tiny objects and learn from them i mean like i mean we shouldn't have been like that's um, <laughs> i had a family member i'm not going to name any names or point anybody out because i don't know if they're listening to this podcast but if i remember correctly they shoved dimes or pennies up their nose it was one of the two. It was Usually you get paid for something like that, like <laughs> working as a geek in a carnival or something. I guess, but like kids are not to be trusted with small objects. It was no. the moral of the story. No, um, no, they should not be. Yeah. But that's what I've been thinking about with this Jeep as we're coming back to it, mm-hmm. is that I'm imagining small cassettes. That's what made the yeah. music play. Yeah. And every child would have lost it by like week three and would have lamented the fact that this Jeep that they bought does not play music anymore. I mean, that Barbie wouldn't have had shoes by the next day. No. Guaranteed. It yeah, would be wearing like, one shoe for the rest of eternity because that shoe went missing. Yeah. It was gone. And that's if the Barbie did not already get their hair cut or trimmed, quote, quote, by some child with scissors or died with washable marker i feel called out i didn't mean to call you i didn't think that that was gonna be the case i just made that joke because i i thought of angelica with cynthia from yeah, rugrats where yeah. her hair was like spiked out and ridiculous <laughs> yeah and I'm, like, I'm fairly certain that that's not what that doll was supposed to look like actually i think it was no angelica did that to the doll oh she did yeah she did that to the doll it looked it was a it was a barbie mock-up it was like the Malibu Stacy. Because for stuff. some reason, I thought the hair was supposed to be like that. Like that was the character. It was that no. kind of like punk rocky edge to it. No, she's supposed oh. to be like a 1960s Barbie esque doll that Angelica. Whoops. Beat the shit out of because she's a meanie. Because she was a child. Yeah. Like that's the thing that's funny to me is so many parents are like, my children shouldn't be destroying these toys, and it's like. It's going to get trashed anyway. They're children. Yeah, I just... like That's like telling your children that you can't draw on the walls. Like, yeah, duh, they're not supposed to draw on the walls. Yeah, you're supposed to teach them not to draw on the walls. But, like, don't get super pissed at them if they draw on the yeah. walls. I'm not speaking from experience or anything. <laughs> did you did you draw on the walls? Um, did you draw on the walls? We're on? actually around the year of when I drew on the walls. Awesome. Um, nice. It was 93 or 94. I wrote my name. And I think the E was backwards or upside down. Oh, okay. It was a masterpiece personally, but yeah, yeah. parents don't feel that way. Yeah, I, I I think 
and I'm saying this with the experience of somebody who has never had a kid. <laughs> we should allow people. <laughs> and of course, there's going to be people coming. Yeah, back there's going to be like, people coming. You've at never us. had a child. You yeah. don't understand. And it's like, yeah, but no. But I remembered what it was like as a child, and I remember that you're not thinking through when you're doing yeah. something. You're just doing it because it feels like it's fun. Yeah. And I've babysat. I've nannied. Yeah. We like, have nephews that we've spent extensive amounts of time with on like one-on-one weekends. We've more or less dealt with children. Yeah, we haven't like had our own children but like we've experienced enough of children to understand that kids can be kids i think the thing that i sit on the most too is like i still did the things i got yelled at for after i got yelled at them yeah so like what was the point what did you gain Mm -hmm. i'm not afraid of you anymore i'm not you know gonna stop that behavior i'm still gonna do the stupid shit that you yelled at before or you're gonna do it on a slightly lower scale so they're not as mad and then you're like okay they're not as mad and they're shocked when they see it later like i thought we told you it's like yeah you yelled at me about it yeah listening well, I shut down enough, they take it away from you and then it's done for everybody and then yeah. we move on to yeah, the next I, thing I, we fuck up like, <laughs> this got real this got real deep real fast this always does this is this is the this is what it is we start <laughs> talking about something and then boom, right off the right off the track adhd is a real motherfucker it's the best um we can maybe worst. think the 90s for that yeah we probably we the microplastics can. it's probably the microplastics um, i blame video games but that's what i blame. actually i would argue with my psychology background, <laughs> my okay. home, my home bachelor's in psychology. Yeah, real, real impressive guys. My piece of paper. I would argue, at least from my understanding of neuropsychology and children's psychology, that video games arguably can help children with their attention spans actually then hinder them, depending on what the game is. Oh, okay, okay. The I did not play the instant right games. gratification part is a problem. Yeah, but the having to spend an extensive amount of time focusing on one game, I would argue could help with attention spans. Okay. I am not. So you're justifying my 250 hours of tears of the kingdom. I've logged right now. Yes. Perfect. (laughs) That's all I need to know. I'm not an LCPC. I I am not a PhD. I I don't have a sidey. Do not come for me. This is my personal opinion. And if it goes down in the history books, like Freud, then cool. Thanks. I'll take it. Do some research. Yeah. You're, you're welcome. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, in 1992, 1992, this kind of was funny to me that it was 1992 that the 90210 cast Barbie car set came out. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot that this um, was a thing. Because it just felt, it felt natural. The numbers lined up really well there. My mother loved 90210. Like, so, so seeing the dolls brought back weird memories because they did kind of a great job with making the dolls look like the actual people. Oh, I'm sure they did. Which we don't always get. No. Here's my concern, or at least this is the thing that I thought of immediately. The demographic that is typically playing with Barbies is like six, seven-year-olds, maybe eight, right? Roughly, About yeah. there. Like, they don't get much older than maybe 11. The bracket on average from what I've seen is between, like, ages, like, three and, like, 11. Yeah. Who is letting their children watch 90210 at the age of seven or eight or nine? Hi. I know that, but like, like your mom was a fan of it, though. I did you have any idea who the people were? Like, did you comprehend what was happening in the story? A or little like, bit. Really? Yeah. Oh man, I would have just watched it and been like, "What is this happening? I don't know what's going." But on. But it's no different than like any other parent watching like a sitcom. Yeah, it was more dramatic, but like adult level television shows on prime time were just on the edge enough from not being inappropriate that like 
kids could watch it with their parents. Was it always appropriate? It wasn't Baywatch. No, I'm not saying that it was Baywatch. I'm saying like I watched ER with my parents mm, all the same. time and I had no fucking clue what was happening 80% of the time because I was eight. Um, like I knew that people, they were in a hospital doing shit, but like okay. the interpersonal bullshit, I'm like that dude's got, you know, he's mad because he takes too many pills or something. Like what? <laughs> I don't understand. Dr. Green? No, that was Dr. Uh, 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 Carter. Yeah. Dr. Carter after he got stabbed. Oh, Dr. Green's the one who had his arm sliced off by a helicopter, right? No, he's the one that died. Anthony Anthony Edwards, right? Dr. Green? I think so. Glasses. Yeah, he, he died. Squirrely uh, looking dude. Yeah, from like, I want to say he got cancer or something in the show. I think you're right. Yeah. It, this was so long ago. ER is kind of a blur for me. Oh, ER is definitely going to be something we talk about, though. Oh, for sure. Like, like just, just 90s television as a whole. Yeah, it's like, going to be huge. There's going to be like a three episode arc just dedicated to Frasier. Does it's, it though? It's a necessary evil. And does it? I mean, you get it for. We could West do it for Wing. Niles, but I, I, one season of West Wing. <laughs> <laughs> you got a lot of things to say about. Not it. that many things. <laughs> Anyways, I feel like we just always come back to West Wing too. Um, but no, like when you put it in the context of like, did you actually understand what was happening? On a full scale in retrospect, probably not. But I thought I did. And it, in okay. my feeble child mind, which is what I said last episode feeble too. Feeble child mind. Which I feel like that's an offensive statement. And I'm sorry if, if that's offensive to anybody. Like, uh, I've mean, never heard it put in the context of feeble being a bad thing. But if it sounds ableist of me, somebody please message me and tell me to shut the fuck up. Because I will. Yeah. As somebody who's a member of the disabled community. Like, yeah. I understand. Please help me out. <laughs> um, But also... It's kind of one of those things where kids think they understand things more than they do. And in some cases they do. I'm not going to discredit that because I think like our nephews are a great example. Yes. I People agree. often underestimate Agreed. kids of that age of understanding what things are, or how they work. Sometimes they're just playing dumb. They're not playing no, dumb. I agree. They're playing dumb just to yeah. clarify. Cause I realized I should have probably enunciated there and, or they just, they don't want you to know that they know what they know. And I mean, I also was that fair. kid. Yeah. I think to some extent I was that kid and I, I'm sure you agree cause you would, you've had your run-ins with teachers and stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's, it was a lot easier to play dumb for a lot of stuff than it was to try and explain when I would be yeah. asked about something. Cause like if I was uncomfortable enough to have to explain it, I probably wouldn't. That's true. But that's personally my thing. But like I said, I, I'm coming from this with the experience of like, I, I would watch the TV shows like that with my parents and stuff and not understand the interpersonal relationships enough that if I got a toy of these characters that I'd be like, I'm going to do this. It'd be a completely different ballgame. Like they would just be random people. And I know 210 is a kind of a great example of like, do you really want to act out some of those scenes? For, that's what I'm trying to. Yeah, that's what that's that's what I think I bumped on the most is like. These aren't necessarily relationships that I would want my kid emulating as an important thing. But on the other end, how many little girls made their Barbie scissor? I don't know. <laughs> as, a, as a man, you don't understand this. But like little girls, the, oftentimes, like you experiment with different like things, but it's not sexual to you as a kid. Like it doesn't come across as like a sexual thing to you as a kid. You're just you're just making the Barbie scissor because it looks funny. Like you're not doing it because you want them to like have lesbian sex but like okay. parents can in, misinterpret it in that way and uh, that's kind of that pearl clutching shit that a lot of people did in the 90s too yeah i mean i i get that i think it's also one of those like it showcases a moment where the child is unaware of what gets attached to a specific act as they get older in time yeah like when i was a kid 
that probably wouldn't have bothered me, as you said, because it would be funny mm-hmm. at the time. But now as an adult, when I see that, like my mind immediately jumps to the first thing that it is, which is an act of sex. Then I go, oh, that's uncomfortable for me now yeah. as an adult. Yeah. Like as a kid, it'd be like, oh, this was funny. Look at it. <laughs> which is childish because they're children. Like that makes that makes the sense of it all. Yes. So it doesn't have the weight that it would any other time. It's the other end of they know what they're doing or talking about of they really don't. Yeah. But that's okay too. But that's, that's children. Child rearing is a topic for another day. Also in 1992, uh, the Barbie remote control quad cycle. Yes. Those off roading quads came out. It was bright pink. So it's not like it was like if a modern Barbie doll quad came out, they would try to at least make it. It would be pink camo. Yeah, it'd be pink camo. Versus just bright pink quad off-roading ATV. I mean, when you park the ATV, you got to make sure that it's not visible to other people. So that's why the camo would come in. Yeah. And if it's pink camo, you're definitely not going to see it. But it still feels feminine. I mean, unless you want John Cena to write it. And then if John Cena's writing it, you can't see either of them. I've never seen John Cena, so I don't know. That's true. That's fair. 1992, uh, there was a specific point you wanted to bring up. Oh, yeah. Um, so <laughs> I thought that this was humorous and that this was very gross kind of way. But at one point in time, they had the teen talk Barbie, which is where I got my moniker from. Cause this was a very funny point that I brought up or read. Um, and back then in 1992, when they released the teen talk Barbie, the teen talk Barbie would say, boy, math class is tough. And as we have gotten older and looked back at that one and seen how often women, are pushed out of things like math and STEM fields as a whole. Yeah. Like, holy crap. That is one of those moments where it's like, don't enjoy math. Math is tough. Remember that math is tough. And there was a huge backlash from, like, teachers and parents, rightfully so. Like, they needed to get all that stuff knocked out. And um, they actually got to the point where they would exchange voice boxes for the Barbies. Yeah, so like, they like would, you had to send them into you could Mattel. Send, you could send the Barbie into Mattel know. and get a new voice box. It wasn't as often. A lot of the times, they just removed the voice box or like had instructions to, which is for very the feminist of them. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like yeah, let's ju- to fix the problem, just shut the doll up, you know? Yeah, just don't let her talk. Don't let her say anything. <sighs> Jesus Christ! But also, so it was supposed to. I I'm actually not familiar with this particular Barbie. Oh, yeah. So Teen Talk Barbie. A teen Talk Barbie was just a teenager saying teenager things. Just right? a teenager supposed to be saying teenager things, and one of the teenager things is boy is math class tough. And this got so big that it inspired a Simpsons episode <laughs> two years later with Lisa and the Malibu Stacy that also said kind of like misogynistic things and like she creates this whole like she, she wants to make this campaign yes. to stop it from being a thing i do remember yeah. that specifically yeah and like that was inspired because of this particular incident and arguably leading into 1983 it led to the earring magic line of barbies including earring magic ken or quote the gay ken which i thought was awesome I think that's great, I but think it wasn't super called cool. Gay Ken. No, it was not called Gay Ken. It was called Mattel. Ear Magic Ken, but a lot gained... of the gay community called it Gay Ken. Which is awesome. Yeah, like it was. Especially it was... considering 1993 and considering what these people of this community had gone through for the last decade. Well, decade plus it's 1993, but yeah. from 1981 onwards, they've seen some shit. And like, let them have fun with it. Let them have a little humor out of it. Yeah, and like, there's some funny things about this particular doll that, ah. So the model of the Ken doll came with a lavender mess shirt, 
Mesh? Mesh. Did I say mess? You said mess, and I was very confused. No, mesh. Sorry. A lav- I was like, lavender I wear mesh. I wear a mesh shirt sometimes, but that's because I need to wash it. Purple <laughs> pleather vest, a necklace Ooh. with a circular charm, and as the name indicates, an earring on his left ear. Like, uh, it pretty much was the stereotypical of what you would see. Like Dan Savage, who is pretty big in news and stuff, talking about um, LGBTQ issues and such like that. guy, right? No. Uh, Dan Savage is... Oh, what has he done recently? I thought he's done podcasts, though. He does. He has done podcasts. Like he, he's he's a columnist up in Seattle. He talks a lot about LGBTQ issues, though, as a whole. Gotcha. And he's he jokingly said that the Mattel toy designers had spent a weekend in L.A. or New York, dashing from rave to rave and just taking notes and taking polar pictures. <laughs> like that's what he said it felt like when it came out. And like looking at the pictures and stuff, like yeah, like honest to God, it it, it looks like what. If you were to ask a 45-year-old man in the 90s who is a gay person, that's like that's what he'd point out. Like, he'd be like, they dress like this, mm-hmm. instead of realizing that they probably wore chinos and a polo. Did it come with club drugs? <laughs> no, which is a shame. It should have. It should have come with at least a tab of, like, LSD or something. Um, I think ecstasy was starting out at that point in time. Yeah, but didn't being, it bore your holes in your brain? According to Oprah, which was disproven. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying Oprah was disproven, uh, or Lord and Savior of Chicago, Oprah. Um, Amen. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, magazine. I'm not saying she's wrong, but the expert that came on was kind of pushing that whole war on drugs logic, quote unquote, yeah. that drugs ate your brain. And I had heard that was disproven, but I don't know to the full extent of how or why it was disproven. Oh, I'm sure it has been. From what I understand, somebody had said, or multiple somebodies, I don't know, don't quote me on this, had said that those were actually the images of an alcoholic's brain. That sounds about right. And so they were utilizing it to push the war on drugs effort of saying like drugs will eat your brain when in reality it's like, no, it's just so it's just completely stopping the dopamine out of your brain. That's all you'll recover in like a month. Yeah. Like it'll be a hard recovery. Like you're going to have the hardest time. I'm not endorsing the use of drugs here. No, no. at least not drugs I haven't used before. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, no, no, I'm not endorsing the usage of (laughs) drugs. Which is um, <laughs> unless in a clinical sense, like if it is prescribed by a doctor or it is legal in your state. This is a good second to the next point, though, because ketamine, which was a popular club drug in the 90s. No. How does this get tied back? I'm horse scared now. tranquilizers. 1993 Barbie horse trailer for all of the horse girl dreams. How? How <laughs> did that segue work? <laughs> how did we get from talking about club drugs to Barbie's dream horse carriage thing. Ketamine. Ketamine got the That's ketamine the bridge, got us baby. There. It is a 90s club drug. Getting sucked into a K-hole so you get to play with a Barbie later. I mean, probably. This is Drug Corner with Nick and Katie. <laughs> <laughs> this has taken so many turns. Everybody's like, oh, it's a Barbie episode. They're going to talk about Barbies. It's going to be awesome. Surprise, and motherfucker. What? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> we don't know. Talk just, about everything, but. Just come with us for the ride, baby. That's all, that's all you can do. Just, Maybe this is why the pop Barbie movie is like so popular, or at least it looks like it's going to be so popular, because it does like have its fingers in so many different Choose your words wisely here. Lifestyles. <laughs> as where'd you think I was gonna go with that one? Pies. Cool. So when what did I was thinking, American Pie come out? That was the nineties, wasn't it? I think so. But yeah, but like everyone found 99. everyone found something that they could tie back into with Barbie that they felt connected with. So I mean, 
Maybe the people who fell into K-holes were like, yeah, the horse Barbie was my favorite one. Who knows? I, that was a terrible segue, and I don't care. No, it wasn't I'm a terrible very, segue. It, it was a good segue. So very proud of that one. It was a good segue. It, it just my brain made the connection. Is like it was such a it. jostle that I'm just like, <sighs> take it, run with it. Take it and run with it. Anyway, so let's talk about the horse Barbie. Okay, so that's it. It was a horse with a horse trailer, and it like came with a camper. I think it was, or some sort of. I don't know if it came with a hookup specifically for the the Barbie vehicles, or if it came with the Barbie vehicle. Mm. I kind of skimmed that one really quick. It's fine, but horse girls. Yeah, is that a '90s phenomena only? Like, I only remember horse girls being a thing when I was a child. And no, I horse girls still exist. They're thriving and surviving right now. Okay, are they? Yes. Because the I don't see them. Because you're not friends with them. I'm not either. <laughs> I was saying, you speaking from experience? Are you a secret horse girl? That no, I, I just spend yet? enough time lurking on the internet to understand and know that there is still a community of horse girls. We just don't participate, so we're not aware of it. It's that whole echo chamber of the internet. You know where you go. Yeah. If that makes any sense whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, if you're not aware of a specific demographic or community, you're not going to look for it, therefore not find it. Or think it exists. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I mean, cannibals are also on the internet too, and nobody knows what the. But I would say, sorry. <laughs> oh, I was just rambling. I would say the. I wouldn't say the dawn of the horse girl. I would say the prime of the horse girl was the nineties. Yeah, the pinnacle, I would say. Yeah, like that was her, her horse girl peak. Yeah, was the nineties because I have seen so many more film advertisements for horse based stories. Mm-hmm. Than any other time before Games, or since. Books, yeah, like, movies. Like Black Beauty is the only piece of of media that I can think of before the '90s that was horse girl related. As famed Disney maybe movie, Heidi. Horse Sense comes to mind with the. Don't even know what that movie is. That's how much I was not a part of that. No, we talked about that the other day. I know not, we talked not in the about podcast, it. but we talked about that one on one. And I, um, I think I remember saying the exact same thing as I had no memory of that. It movie had the Lawrence Brothers in it. Yes, that's why. Because we were talking about the Lawrence brothers, and I, yeah. I, I said sorry to them, and I don't, I don't know them. Which I, mean, like, I know them, but I don't know. How them. do you I've not? Never... How did you grow up in the nineties and not know who the Lawrence brothers are? Is beyond me. Because I was a reader. But you also have said in previous episodes that you were a TV kid too. I was a movie kid. There's that's a difference. Fair. Horse Sense was a movie. Yeah, but not the movies that we watched. I watched like okay, like the 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 action thrillers that I probably should not have been watching as a child growing yeah. up because. I had two older brothers that yeah. just put it on, and he's fine. Nickelodeon show, hey, hey, dude. That was the only probably thing I would watch. Although on that TV might have been in syndication. No, that wasn't on syndication. I think it had just ended because it was like '92. It came out. It was called Hey Dude, right? Yes, it was part of the same production company as us, Loot Shorts. It's not coming up. Could it be Dude Ranch. Hey, dude. There it is. Okay. okay. That's what it, I thought. That was what it was called. Is okay, it was the Ranch. '90s. It ran from '89 to '91. Okay, it counts. So that does count. The last season. You yeah. were born the season of the last season. I I ushered in the ending of D- Hey Dude. My 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 <laughs> <Probably>. birth was <laughs> was the ending of an era. But also like Lisa Frank, horse girl stuff. Yeah, a bunch oh of horse girls. Oh my god, girl. her, Lisa Frank, her, her unicorn kid stuff too. Yeah, like yeah, Lisa there was Frank. a lot of unicorn stuff. Also very Barbie aesthetic. Yes, with the with the neon fluorescent. Do not quote me on this, but I think at some point there might have been a collaboration between the two. At least for a Barbie outfit, I wouldn't be surprised at all. I, I need to look this up now. I have so many things to I'm the internet. Up. I know, like, no, no, it doesn't look like. That's a shame. Missed opportunity. From what I'm seeing, someone please correct me if I'm wrong. 
But from what I am seeing, there was not a crossover, at least in the 90s, between Lisa Frank and Barbie, which very, very much missed opportunity. Yeah, very much missed opportunity. Um, But maybe that was a choice. Maybe because they were competing brands and they didn't necessarily have a lot of crossovers. Well, I know what I'm going to do if I ever find a time machine is I'm going to go back to the 90s. I'm going to tell Barbie, Mattel, and Lisa Frank, do a collab. You'll make money. Honestly. Yeah. Like everyone's all like, I'm going to invest in Apple and stuff. No, no, no. Lisa Frank and Barbie. You know what, Mattel? You can have this for free. Sell a collab with Lisa Frank now. Lisa whoa, whoa, Frank whoa, is, don't get, hold on. Lisa Frank is making a comeback. I understand Lisa Frank's making a comeback, but I'm not going to give Mattel a free idea. I want money for that. I want to make it's sure. It's a corporation. They're going to steal the idea from the internet anyway. Well, then I'm going to shit in their Cheerios regardless. Like, mm-hmm. I want to have that money. <laughs> Fair enough. But yeah, I, I, I think that that would be a really, it's a really big missed opportunity. You're not having Lisa Frank Barbie stuff. Yeah. 1994 is one of my favorite Barbie years on this list. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of stuff from 1994 for Barbie stuff on here. Um, we're going to go with the least to awesomest parts. Um, least is my question mark Barbie Jeep battery vehicle. Um, I had a hard time finding when that came out. Something had said 1994, but then I couldn't find more details on it. So this would be the power wheels. Yeah. If I remember correctly. The yeah. Brand. So I remember yeah. I had a fire truck. Yeah. Cause there were, there were remote control battery powered, but yes. this I'm talking about ride in. You live your Barbie fantasy. Yeah. Vehicle. You top out at three miles an hour as you go down the street waving at people, wind <laughs> in your hair. Like you lived your best life. I want one now. If they released one, I don't care. I don't want a Jeep. They're too expensive. But we have a car that we can drive. I don't care. I never got to have a Power Wheels car as a child. I would borrow it from friends, but I did not have my own. So I want to live my Barbie 1994 fantasy. Can't I just get you a regular car and have it be painted Barbie colors? That Maybe. way you can at least drive, drive and not Maybe. putt around. Maybe I want to putt around. Like a person in a rascal. Maybe I am a rascal. <laughs> anyway. So. <laughs> um, um, so next point, actually, with Barbie cars that ties into it from 94. Yeah. The first Barbie car with seat belts. Mm-hmm. Was available, made available in 1994. Now, mm-hmm. don't quote me on this. I could, I could have missed something before that, but that was the first notable that I had picked up on from my research. Yeah, of the first Barbie car that offered seat belts as a feature of the vehicle. Yes. Since California is where Barbie lives now, not Willows, whatever Wisconsin. It was just Willows. Was it Willows? It was just Willows, Wisconsin. Okay. Seat belts became mandatory in California. In by by law in 1986. So why was there an eight year wait between that missed opportunity and when it actually came out? I I I don't know. I mean, that's mostly a rhetorical question directed towards Mattel. Oh, okay. I thought you wanted an answer <laughs> from me because my guess would be lazy. I just got a lot of feelings about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you people. I mean, I just find it fascinating that they decided to add the seatbelts in the first place. Because, yeah. like, even nowadays when you get a model 
toy car or something like that. It doesn't even fucking Very seat rarely are there seatbelts or are they no functional seatbelts. Yeah. And it's not like they were like plastic molded seatbelts. It was, they were like, yeah, they were still plastic, but they were like plastic straps. Like you, yeah, could, you could pull it across the, the buckle doll and buckle them in. More or less the doll in. Incredible. Incredible. The most important point in 1994. Oh, yes. Is the personal favorite of mine. Mm-hmm. The Barbie live birthday special at Epcot. I had it on VHS. It was fucking majestic. It's on YouTube for anybody It's who cares. on YouTube. I found it. Yeah, we'll, um, put, we'll put that URL in the description. Yeah, I might put that yeah. on like one of the, the, the descriptions of the episodes or on our Instagram or something yeah, and credit the whoever ripped it for the internet because God bless you. It is a work of art. Um, I'm pretty sure my parents still have the VHS tape. Awesome. Whether or not it works is beyond me, but I was absolutely fucking obsessed with this. It was at Disney. Number Mm -hmm. one. Awesome. It had a pink stretch limo, which kind of had a weird hearse back to it. And I had a lot of questions about that, but it was Barbie branded. It was bright pink and it said Barbie on the side, but the back looked like a hearse. And I was so confused. It was a stretched limo. That's very uncomfortable. I was like, is there a Barbie funeral happening? Like, are they renting this out to people? I'm not certain. I didn't even know what to take away from it. It's very discomforting. Word to the wise, there were some vaguely offensive things yeah it wasn't the best i mean it's 94 like they weren't doing their best job trying to make sure that everyone felt included in that way um some caricatures of people and groups that i'm not the biggest fan of yeah but i think overall it was pretty fucking awesome i watched part of it again just to prep for this because i was like oh my god is this what and i was just in a daze i was in like the nostalgia days where i couldn't really judge it based on like my modern brain, because my brain just melted into three year old me and was like Barbie. No, well, see, I four year old me. Fuck out of it. I judged it. It would have been four year old me actually, but because um, I did not have any emotional baggage to that one as a child, and I there thought, was no connection. I thought it was good. I thought for a, a, a holiday or a birthday special for Barbie in '94 from a company that did had no financial stake in her whatsoever, other than. Can we borrow her for Toy Story movies? There was a very specific partnership that happened for the Barbie birthday between Disney and Barbie. And I'm assuming it only lasted that year. I believe it was just that year, but there were like meet and greets you could do at Disney with Barbie. Interesting. I think I saw that in one of the Disney Dan episodes. Shout out to Disney Dan. You're probably not listening, but we love yeah, you. Yeah, there's no way he's listening. <laughs> there's no way he's listening. And then watch, it's going to turn out and it wasn't even him. And I just shouted out the wrong person from like from Disney tube. <laughs> Still probably not watching. Whatever. We, it's, we're huge fans. Come on the show. We love you. Long time watchers. First time callers. <laughs> yeah. Regardless, there was a huge like collaboration that happened to honor the Barbie birthday. Gotcha. And good on Disney and good on. Yeah. Mattel. I mean, that, that's. That's pretty interesting. That was a really smart collaboration to have. It was. It kind of makes me think what happened because that would have been a good one to continue to have as time went on. I think it was one of those. They just wanted it to be a short term thing to honor the birthday and then move on. Like there could have been opportunities to do it. I think there are some mild collaborations that still happen in terms of Mm. like princess dolls and stuff. Yeah. But I don't know if it's Mattel or Barbie branded. I don't believe it is. But there are Disney Disney themed like Disney fan Barbies. So I don't know. They have cl- continued the collaboration in some ways. Th- if you haven't figured it out, Disney is one of my hyper focuses. And I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. We're going to talk about Disney a lot on here. Yeah. 
That's all right. We got some good stuff to talk about when it comes to Disney in the 90s. Yeah. I mean, Disney was a big staple of the 90s for yeah. 90s kids. Michael Eisner. <sighs> so back to Disney and the Epcot. <laughs> I loved the stage show. I was obsessed. I wanted to be Barbie because of that movie. Okay. Okay. It was a half hour long VHS tape that it I changed could, your life. I could have sworn at the time was three hours long. Oh yeah. Cause we had no clue what time was. It entranced me. I was obsessed and yeah. like very, very like impressive in terms of like the costuming and the design of it. it. Was. And the wig I, work. I would give that much. I would say arguably the wig work of that particular show, the stage show that they held at Epcot during the celebration was comparable to like modern drag queen wigs, which is saying a lot because you don't see that very often outside of Hollywood productions, outside of like, I'm talking like Hollywood movie productions. Mm. Like it's so rare to see wigs that fucking impressive. Yeah. And like, yeah, they were kind of a little like 80s ratted out kind of thing because I was that's gonna say, just that what the, it was. The fashion of that particular show I felt was like what made that connection from the 80s style to now where or or the fluorescent neon angular. There was also a lot look. of couture in it. Yeah, there was. There was a lot of that that Barbie is a fashion icon to circle back to one of the original points we had made. Mm -hmm. So I, I had a lot of appreciation for that. And I think that's actually where like a lot of my interest in fashion stemmed from besides Barbie was seeing it live, seeing the movement of the fabric, seeing the movement of the pieces, just like mm -hmm. seeing what they looked like all together. Yeah, instead of it just being static. Yeah. 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 And I mean, it was just fun. It was just good old fashioned Barbie fun. Yeah. I mean, if, if, if if you can shut your brain off for the half hour to watch it, like it's not terrible. Yeah. Like it's, it's a good nostalgic, like, Oh, simpler times. We used to be a proper <laughs> country type shit. And there's a moment where they pull out like the toy Barbie phones to communicate with each other. And like, I think I audibly scoffed when I saw that happen. He did. He audibly yeah, went I was oh like, <laughs> no, it was like an, Oh my God. Yeah. It was, it was such one of those moments. You of Bob like, Belchard reaction. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah, like I, I was, it was interesting to see as an adult now, because like, oh yeah, and as a kid, we never thought anything of it. We're just like, there it is, and like, it, mm -hmm. it's, it's all the memories of old video games where at the time when we were kids watching them happen, we're like, this is the most exciting thing ever. Like, look at how cool it looks, and now it's like, what the hell were we thinking? <laughs> it's and just these shapes. were. Like for, for anyone who hasn't seen it or doesn't plan on seeing it, just, just for a point of reference, these were those big brick phones that were arguably the first flip phones because that little piece of plastic would flip open, Yeah. but it was bottom. just a piece of plastic protecting the buttons and nothing more. Like it served no purpose besides sometimes like it was a microphone. wind protection. Yeah. It was sometimes, sometimes a microphone. microphone back in those days. Usually I don't it was wind think, protection. I think yeah. it was just wind protection. Just there. And yeah. There. To protect the buttons. Um, incredible the uh, innovation the, the big brick you could beat somebody over the head and like get away with murder with this thing yeah chuck it hard enough you could probably take down an elk honestly yeah it's probably like that, the original nokia phones yeah that and lawn darts are like the two things that you could probably buy at a store at the time that you could just go hunting with and nobody <laughs> would you'd be fine so 1995 Ooh, the minivan set there's <laughs> I got a lot of feelings about 1995 barbie stuff in a mixed way there was a Barbie minivan playset, and they did a collab with Baywatch for a lifeguard rescue wheels Jeep. I wish I was kidding. This is like the name of it. All right. I'm a lot bothered more by the Baywatch than I am 90210 now. 
because like I thank you. I forgot that Baywatch was one that they did connect with Barbie. I was waiting for this to come around because I knew you would retract that statement very quickly when we got to the Baywatch. It wasn't part. a retract. I don't like both of them being advertised to children with that, but that's just my opinion. Like that's just my personal preference. Here's where it gets complicated in my mind, and okay. we could talk about Baywatch in an episode in the future. But the short of it is. Yes, it was kind of skeezy. I will say hmm. that much. <laughs> kind of don't want to talk about it because of that. <laughs> no, hold on. Let me let me finish my. I'll thought. let you finish, but it may have been skeezy, but it did at least give a nice little nod of acknowledgement to one of the other thinkless jobs of being a lifeguard. Yeah, that a lot of people sure. do not give credit to. Well, I mean, and I'm I'm sorry to all the lifeguards who probably were like accosted after this show came out yeah. like if they were attractive lifeguards I mean they were probably accosted prior to the show coming out but like even more so it's like oh my god you should be on Baywatch and it's like no or if they didn't look like Baywatch characters that they were accosted for that like just being yeah. normal people who could save people from dying in, in oceans yeah yeah like, like the disappointed look of a teenage boy that was yeah. drowning and, and had you know no one's pulling a squints from Sandlot where they're like gonna get the kiss from Wendy Peppercorn <laughs> like bummed out that the, the lifeguard isn't attractive yeah it's, yeah i i i don't like baywatch i thought baywatch is and was skeezy like i just it felt like an excuse to put people in scantily clad swimsuits and then just have them run down the beach with yeah. music playing in the background like it was that's usually the music chariots, people would a, chariots of fire is yeah. that what you're trying to do <laughs> yeah I just, I, I, I never, I never understood the appeal to Baywatch past the whole like eye candy bullshit. Like the stores were terrible. I think I, at one point in time, aliens got involved. I don't remember enough of it. I do know one of my best friends who lived down the street, her, well, it wasn't just her. It was it, her and her brother we hung out with. So I would say their, their older sister loved Baywatch. Like was, she, she was like, fuck you guys. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to acknowledge you. I know I'm supposed to be watching you right now, but I'm going to go watch Baywatch. Y'all can fucking take care of yourselves. Yeah. I mean, Bleeth is on TV right now. So you got to shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, um, another (laughs) 1995 teacher Barbie teacher Barbie. Okay. Okay. Well, let's lay this out. Okay. Okay. Teacher Barbie. Yes. Which came with classroom sound effects. This was what was marketed on the package. I read it. Okay. Not like 25 years ago, but now. Yeah. I read it in the example picture. Yeah. A chalkboard that I may or may not have drawn on in crayon. Okay. That's suspicious, but okay. I don't want to talk about it. Okay. And apparently it was recalled for having a lack of panties. Awesome. Awesome. I don't know. (laughs) I was a child. I didn't notice or care. Yeah. Modern parents should take note. Yeah. I mean, unless kids were making a point of it, like, don't be bothered by it. Like, you shouldn't have to be bothered by it. Unless your kid comes up to you and is like, my Barbie doll doesn't have any underpants. Does that mean I have to wear underpants? Then, yeah, I understand that being a problem. But how many parents had that happen to them that they were called it? Or how many parents just clutched their pearls and were like, this Barbie is a slut? I think the thing that would, 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 confuse me the most is like if my child walked up to me and said this barbie doesn't wear underpants like it shouldn't be hard to steer a child into the direction of yes this barbie isn't wearing underpants because it's a toy and it is made of plastic yeah but you who is flesh and blood and a person should wear underpants like there's 
there's, there's got to be some pathway to make sure that the child that's seeing this is able to do the things that is societally acceptable. Yeah. Instead of like not wearing underpants under their skirt before they go teach a class. I don't know. Like it just seems like that was such an outrage that didn't have to be an outrage because it was just pearl clutching all in a hole. Would you say it was manufactured outrage? What? No. Yeah, I would. I would absolutely say it was manufactured outrage. Fox News before Fox News Fox News? Well, yeah. I mean, this was also around, like, not to get too political in the 90s and stuff. Like, this was around, give a fuck. this was around a lot of the huge, like, social conservative push mm-hmm. with, with, uh, Newt Gingrich and, like, the, uh, um, what, what the was and was what not considered appropriate for women to wear. Yeah. That kind of bullshit. I like, mean, the that whole was, contract that's with been... America. That's the bullshit. Contract with America. Yeah. Where, like, Newt Gingrich brought in wedge issues like abortion and shit and, like, really, really started the divide of what we are experiencing today. I will say this with no fear. Newt Gingrich can fucking sit on it and spin personally, but that's just my like, opinion. That's all I have to say. Yeah. I got nothing nice to say. About um, that, man. We'll cut I, this in post anyways. No, we're not going to cut this in post. <laughs> I want new King rich to hear from the mouth of this babe. Fuck you. Yeah. Um, anyway, pearl clutching. Yeah. I'll, um, I'll do a politics episode <laughs> someday. No, we're going to do a politics episode. I mean, yeah. anybody who's still sticking around at this point, Y'all already heard the yeah, pre-run you know of are. this. You know who we are. You know what our feelings are. You know who we are. And if you don't, I'm sorry. That sucks to be you. <laughs> Surprise. So 1996. 1996 seemed 1996. to be the most Barbie cars released in a year that I had seen. Okay. Let's count this there out. was like 15 Barbie vehicles of different makes, sometimes the same fucking make, just in a different color. So like how cars are. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, there was like a pink <laughs> one and a blue one and a purple one, and that was about it. Because it's, it's Barbie still at I, the end of the day. I love that shit. Like, you can really get a variety of things for the child. The child? Yeah, the child. Who is the child? Whoever you're giving these cars to. Fill in the blank. Yeah, fill in the <laughs> blank. You know, little Tommy or, or little Samantha or something. Like, here's your toy. Yeah. Um, a, a callback to the the previous ATV mentioning, um, most notably, at least from what stuck out to me, was the Sparkle Beach Pink Wire Controlled, quote, Sunrider, which was the name of it. It just looked like a beach ATV to me. But it was remote controlled. Or it wire was a controlled. wire remote so like control. Wandered behind the thing with the controller, and it just kind of drove a little bit. How many little kids tripped over their own fucking feet trying to drive this thing? I'd watch videos of that all day. All day. All day. So, 97. 1997. Yes. I got a lot of fucking feelings about this year. We've had a lot of feelings about most of the No, years. I got a lot of feelings about this, this one's, year. This one's... Um, 1997 is one of the first, like, uberly sentient years for me. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. So, like, these are very... Visceral. Visceral. Yeah. The clueless TV show collaboration with a share doll who had her Jeep, her, her notorious Jeep... The, the notorious J-E-E-P, and a play cell phone to call share on. It came all in one kit. So the and cell phone advertised. was human-sized, not doll-sized. It was a human-sized cell and you phone picked it up and for the child. You get as if on the other side. That I couldn't find exact information on. Okay. It looked like it was just a piece of plastic that didn't talk to you. Okay. But this was also the same year the Talk With Me Barbie came out, yeah. which we're going to get to in a minute. Um, but that also had actual voice related things to it. So I'm not entirely sure. Gotcha. It's, it's pretty interesting. I will say this much. Clueless is an 
undersold film. Yes. I think it is a very good and piece the television of movie. series. Yes, which also I believe came out in the nineties. I am like fairly certain you're right because it I'll, came out I'll, almost rapid succession. I'll with lean, the film. I'll lean on you for that one and say you're right. But um, I just it doesn't get as much credit as it deserves for actually being a smart movie. Yes, and not necessarily making fun of the Valley Girl culture, but actually humanizing it and making mm-hmm. it seem like there, there there is depth to the people who sound like this and dress like this and talk like this. We just don't notice it because we aren't in that community. Like, right. She's Cher, the character, is very smart. The yeah. only thing she really doesn't know how to do is drive. I think there's like the whole crux of the part of the movie plot, right? Very legally blonde. Yeah. Like before legally blonde like, was just, legally yeah, blonde. She's not socially unaware about mm-hmm. what's happening around her, but like overall she's still intelligent smart but not giving the credit because she was considered the quote-unquote dumb blonde yeah but absolutely another great example of fashion icons of the 90s mm-hmm. we are bringing that that fashion back now yeah yeah i mean like right now clueless fashion is in yeah a lot of my closet's going to be easy to sell because like it's just going to be recycling the fashion that's going on right now but it's quote vintage which makes me feel very icky Weird. The '90s stuff being vintage feels yeah. icky. I think Why? the '90s because it makes me realize how old we have gotten in That's the time. Fair. Like <laughs> when we were vintage, it was '60s clothes when we were growing up at this age, and now '90s clothes is what's considered quote vintage. Great example too is with Clueless. Yeah. Is that was a lot of that '60s look too. Yeah. The the knee high stockings, the um, Mary Jane style shoes, all of that stuff. What had already lived a lifetime before that mm-hmm. and now was just coming back with brighter colors and more fun prints. Yeah. And like the 60s, yeah, there was bright colors and fun prints. Way more polyester. Yeah. And vinyl. Like uh, the, the swishy. I think that's vinyl, right? That's not vinyl. The swishy pants stuff? Vinyl did come back as a big part of that, though. Like um, the vinyl chairs and everything. I think that might have been a little more early 2000s, mm. but there were parts of like raincoats and stuff in the 90s that with the bright colored vinyl raincoats gotcha. Gotcha. and umbrellas and things yeah. like that. Um, I just kept thinking of like the swishy material. Like the I think <laughs> if I remember correctly, we'll have to, I'll have to rewatch Clueless because it has been a minute. Yeah, that'll probably um, be another one of our movie casts. Oh, for sure. Rant about it. For sure. For sure. Um, but that type of material, if I remember correctly, was one of the featured type of materials, like clothing uh, staple pieces gotcha. in Clueless. Okay. We fell off the rails a little. <laughs> no, we, we didn't fall off the rails a little. We were focusing on Clueless and bringing it back to how Clueless is a fashion icon at the same Much way that Barbie, like Barbie was. Hence why there was the correlation between there. See, we didn't get far off the rails. We didn't get far <laughs> off the rails at all. And There's I, reasons. I think there were Barbie dolls beyond the Cher doll, too, if I remember correctly. Oh, I'm, I, if I remember correctly, I thought they had all the characters other than Paul Rudd. I believe so. I'm not sure on the Paul Rudd one, though, but I'm 90% sure like that doll. the Donald Faison did have a Kendall. Oh shit, I forgot that he was in that. Yes, that was oh one of his God. first pieces. I always forget pieces. that he was in that. Because yeah. it was him and Stacey, Stacey Dash, right? Like that was the couple? I believe so. I'm 90% sure you are correct, but I'm going to double check that because now I'm second guessing it and I'm panicking. Don't panic. It's Clueless, fine. 1995. I mean, it's not like this is life or death. We're just trying to figure out. If... Stacy Dash. Yep, that's yeah, well, it. Yeah, but were they were they the couple? There were a lot of people in this. Actually, I'm certain there were. They, I be- I don't quote me if they were a couple though. I don't want to. 
I don't want to mismatch. Okay. I don't want to no, say that I don't they were either. a couple. I just, I just, if, if I remember correctly, I thought that that was the case. If not, great. Like, I think Donald Faison should get as far away from Stacey Dash as possible. <laughs> Personally. Oh, no. She went full MAGA. No. Yeah, a while ago. Yeah, she went like full MAGA. It's been Ugh. bad. It's been real bad. But anyways, off point. Way off point. Topic. I'm sorry we'll, to her. We'll, we'll talk I about that further. I hope she gets the help she needs. We'll talk about that further when we do the the. the <laughs> clueless episode for the movie stuff but yeah like, clueless is gonna be epic because like listen to this fucking cast these are just the first six people that come up alicia silverstone duh yeah i know her paul rudd of course duh Brittany murphy uh Brittany rip murphy. Yeah. i totally forgot she was in that I, yeah i remember she was in that one too stacy dash, dash donald Faison, and brecken meyer Oh shit! I forgot he was also in that movie. I did too. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Also going to be talked about in my West Wing series, but. <laughs> well, duh. <laughs> Yikes. Okay, 1997. Let's, 1997. Let's wrap this keep going. We got to keep moving quickly. Talk with me, Barbie. Yeah, go on. You got feelings about this one. I know you do. Again, 97. First I have a lot year. of personal. Um, reservations about this doll from personal experience. Mm -hmm. I would like to refer to it as trauma, but that's offensive to people who have trauma. Okay. It came with a CD-ROM mm -hmm. and it came with a PC for the Barbie doll mm -hmm. that had a link up between her PC and the user's PC. Yes. Simple enough, right? Yeah. Her mouth was supposed to move. Okay. And she was supposed to talk, but I wouldn't know because mine didn't fucking work. Gotcha. There was some sort of driver issue or something that happened that I never, I don't know if I just never told my parents that it didn't work or I think my dad had made an attempt to fix it and it just did not want to connect to our specific PC. Man, I love the nineties. Those were the days. I mean, it makes sense because sometimes things are just not formatted to match. No, that's what I'm saying. The like, system that you have yeah, even now. Cause, cause like technology was so the compatibility new. was rough. Yeah. I don't know if it was the compatibility that just didn't line up or mm. what. It might have been my video card. It could have been anything. Yeah, the CD-ROM, playable to some extent. Okay. But because it didn't work, I went rogue and I moved the mouth on her myself when I would play with that doll. Okay. Because I might as well at least take advantage of the fact that it had like an unhinged jaw situation going on. That sounds the so phrasing much of worse. that was way worse than that I think you intended. So much yeah, worse than it is. I'm I'm seeing a Barbie hinged, doll with the jaw like hit her chest. Yeah, to be able to hinged whole, jaw. I guess is the better way to put yeah, it. Yeah, like un unsecured jaw. Yeah, like a movable um, jaw, mandible. Either way, the golden pink lame jacket that it came with was fucking dope. It was phenomenal. Did she they had, make those in people size? I wish. We should look that up. I could not probably, right now. We could do that later. I could probably it. get it made, but yeah. like it had, if I remember it was a jumpsuit, a pink jumpsuit. Okay. And then the gold lame jacket that went over it with like pink accents on the, the cuffs and, uh, our collar yeah. and whatnot. Anywho, 1998. We're going to go back onto the power wheels, aren't we? Power wheel collab. Power wheels again. Of Barbie's little sister, Kelly, who is now known as Chelsea. I don't fucking know. Ha I forgot that she had a daughter. It's not her daughter. Or sister, I mean. It's allegedly her little sister, which is weird, because when I looked up her list of sisters, that little sister was not included on that list. I don't fucking know. Mandela effect. There. Probably. It was just a different timeline. So anyway. Yeah. Barbie's little sister, Kelly, mm -hmm. a.k.a. Chelsea, a.k.a. I don't know why they changed her name. That doesn't make any fucking sense. Doppelganger changeling. What? 
I call her a doppelganger changeling because we don't know if she's a real part of this canon or not. So therefore, she could have just been like, you know, invasion of the body snatcher type. Anyway, so she had a Jeep car playset. It's debatable whether or not it was supposed to be a play Jeep or a real Jeep. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Either way, fake or real, children in power wheels are equally dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. As a person who had, or a child that had power wheels, yeah. You yeah. can flip that sucker really easily and it's that great. They're very heavy. You can't go off-roading on those. That's for fucking sure. Well, you can, but it won't end well for either you or the power wheel. Just... Rolling the dice on that one. No, those power wheels were like a Nokia phone. They were pretty stable yeah, for the most part. Until it rolled over and the battery fell out. Because that was like a big-ass battery. It was like almost car size, if I remember correctly. They were car size, if I remember. Yeah, they were pretty heavy shit. If I recall correctly, they were specifically car size batteries. Like, there were car batteries running a small child's car. It was awesome. Lastly. Lastly. I'm getting sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> We're leaving that one in. That one's staying in. <laughs> We're not fixing that one in post. That one's staying in. Not fixing that one in post. I'm that just, was, a, that getting, I'm just, I'm just a sleepy little birthday girl. Yeah, she's just sleepy. I'm real exhausted. I've been partying too hardy. Yeah, she's been partying for a birthday. Barbie party. 1999 appears to be when the first officially Jeep branded Barbie car launched, but don't quote me on that. Wait, so like every Jeep before this was not Jeep branded? It was just like this car is four kind by of four, like a Jeep. off-roader, whatever. Incredible. Uh, vehicle. So for almost an entire decade, at least the decade that we're looking at, there have been multiple cars mm-hmm. that were Jeep-esque yeah. that weren't officially Jeeps. Don't quote me on that. I'm quoting you on that. I, I mean, to, I'm quoting you I happen to notice that it was Jeep branded. It okay. had Jeep stamped all over it. The previous vehicles that I had seen on the blog, shouting out to them again, they, they had pictures of okay. these items okay. to match the descriptions in the years that they came out. Yes. And that was the only one that I can remember off the top of my dome Okay, that had Jeep stamped on the sides. I want to throw down a challenge to all four of our listeners that they need to find. Um, 40 now. Okay. We are averaging 40 <laughs> listeners per episode. I'm very proud. Okay. <laughs> this, is, this is my baby. Tell your friends. Yeah. Um, but I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm issuing a challenge to all of our listeners that if you can find if that was the first instance of it being officially Jeep branded or not, I need to know. Mm-hmm. Because if this has been a thing for X amount of years that we've had a car that is four wheeled with an open top and boxy looking and it was never called Jeep. I, I don't I don't I don't understand. <laughs> like I wanna understand. Make me understand why they never called it a Jeep before that, considering how it's a Jeep. Like even Because it's name branded, I think specifically to be able to use the word Jeep. I, I don't know if Jeep is copyrighted specifically, but I would assume so because if they weren't using the word Jeep to describe these items mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it had Jeep on it. And they called it Jeep. Yeah. Even though our entire childhood and beyond, we have referred to it as the Barbie Jeep. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe other people have not, but I have. Like, but but that's the thing I'm getting at. Like, if they've done this particular car style for so long, why hasn't Jeep jumped in on that action? It's not like Barbie was like this fly by night no. toy brand. Like Mattel was huge growing up. Yeah. Huge. It was 40 years deep at that point. Yeah, and like it, it was getting just another resurgence in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Like there was a lull in the 80s, end of the 80s. I believe it was the bit. 70s and 80s that it had the Yeah, low there was peaks. a huge lull. And then like it was in the mid 80s up until essentially the early 2000s. It was like just big, massive push 
for a bunch of, of Barbie branded stuff. Like if I'm Jeep, how am I not marketing that out there sooner? Like how am I not yeah. being like, hey, you, Mattel, I want all of your toy cars to have my name on them because they look like me anyway. So like do that thing. Like incredible. All right. That's the, that's the gauntlet for the, the listeners, the challenge. I need to find out. There's a lot of challenges. Yeah. We're challenging a lot of people. You have this. homework. We're going to take grades. Um, you have a month. To, to get everything set. Well, less than a month. Um, I think our next episode is going to be in two weeks now. I think oh, we're okay. pushing it up to two weeks after this. That's right. I now that we're, we're getting our, our bearings. Yeah. If audio decides to behave today. Hey, we, we're in a different location. We're different equipment. Yeah. We try um, to rest this Shout time. out to your local libraries, y'all. They yeah, oftentimes for reals, reals. offer really awesome stuff. Mm -hmm. like makerspaces mm -hmm. you may be able to make your own podcast your own bright and shiny podcast mm -hmm. um just you're welcome don't make competition for us but anyway more homework for y'all yeah Send us you your stories homework. and photos of your 90s barbie memorabilia please we you need to may see it. have a chance to be featured on an instagram page um yeah, did we mention we have a new insta yeah we do y'all can find us at what the fuck were the 90s wtf were the 90s no apostrophes or question marks or anything so wtf w-e-r-e-t-h-e nine zero s Mm -hmm. on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I can also be found at if I could be anything, I'd be a potato. No spaces, no apostrophes, just if I could be anything, I, I'd be a potato. I think my link is on the official podcast Instagram. If not, good luck finding me. I'm magic. <laughs> Nick, where can our lovely listeners find you at? Are we just giving the Instagram handles that we can be found at? Or um, we, all the holy Twitter, social you medias? Do, you under the holy social medias all as Disney Dan says. Medias. Another <laughs> shout out to Disney Dan. We appreciate you. And we know you're not listening. Hey, you never know. Um, yeah, I doubt it. But uh, yeah, so all of my handles on all of the holy social medias are NJMitch, M-I-T-C-H, 1313. So N-J-M-I-T-C-H, 13. Uh, it's just at that. It's all of those. I, I wanted to make sure that my brand was solid as I continued to hop onto new social media after social media after social media. It's very impressive. I, <laughs> it's hard to find the same username on multiple different accounts. When you get something as boring as that, nobody wants it. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. That's fair. Yeah. I That's made sure fair. that I hit as low and boring as possible. I didn't want to have anything cool. Like flying spaghetti monster. No. I mean, the I, Barbie. the name I have on my Twitter handle is pretty great. Cause like it's still NJ Mitch 13, but the name of my account is mm, steamed hams. So like sometimes it's really fun. <laughs> I forgot you changed. Yeah, I did. I changed it to mm, mm, steamed, steamed hams. hams. Mm, um, steamed hams. Well, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. 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 Do you have anything, any last minute thoughts, ideas, feelings? No, I have already rambled far too much and said way too much nonsense <laughs> to add anything else to no, it. No contributions to this conversation. I haven't at yet. Like, so I've just been kind of here <laughs> adding nonsense and terribleness. Like you've been the one driving the boat. So the Barbie boat or the Jeep as we need uh, to find out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. See? See, I can do segues too. I'm Am I going to have to censor this later on? So oh, we're, we're going to get a cease and desist yeah, from Jeep. We said Jeep too many times. We said Barbie too many times. We're just I gonna... know. Mattel's going to cease and desist us because we didn't. We talked shit about their Barbie dolls. Heaven forbid. Like, Good thing we're not monetized entirely. <laughs> <laughs> Joke's on you bitches. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have any money. Yeah, we don't got any money anyways. We got nothing from us. Anyway, thanks as always for tuning in and uh, we'll see you in a few weeks and we're going to talk about I uh, don't know. We'll figure it out. What are we going to talk about? I don't remember. Perfect.
I think that was when we were going to try and get Andy Boat Andy. Yeah, we're going to try to get Andy Boat yeah. Andy in the next episode or two. Yeah, um, we'll figure it out, though. We'll see how life It'll be a surprise. Us. So yeah. as much as we would like to give just you a heads like, up, it's a surprise. Just like we had a super special birthday surprise episode for me. Yeah, because we, we weren't really planning on having this one out. We weren't. And then I was just like, hey, Barbie comes out this week. Hey, it's my birthday this week. Let's do a super special Barbie episode for me. Yeah, hence why I'm not as um, well versed in the topic as I yeah. could have been. That's okay. But also, I didn't play with Barbies. No, and that's okay, that. too. It's yeah. okay if you did. It's okay if you didn't. No one's judging you. I, you're judging me. But I'm that's, not. Okay. I really am not. Okay. You were a book kid. You didn't give a fuck no, about I, toys. No, I, I didn't. I, I was a book kid. I had a lot more books than I had toys. <laughs> I did. And I was okay with that. I actually enjoyed that more. It was fun. It's lovely. I know. It's beautiful. I'm okay, so bye. All right, guys. Bye. Bye. Remember going to amusement parks in the 90s and the sights and smells of everything around you? Let's face it, the parks don't cost what they used to, but Magic Candle Company can bring those happy and magical memories flooding back to you with their variety of scents. It doesn't matter if you're a sucker for a good room spray, a collector of hand soaps, or obsessed with wax melts. Magic Candle Company has scents that smell exactly like your favorite resort, snacks, and locations for a price that won't break the bank like a park ticket would. So, relive those childhood memories, back when life was enjoyable, and get a special 15% off with code WTF90, no space, at checkout. Once again, that is code WTF90 at magiccandlecompany.com.